Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Bob Johnston, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is covenant, how we keep our sacred promises. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 9 to 19. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death as well, since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it's written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Here ends the reading. This passage appointed for today from John's Gospel in the 12th chapter has Jesus entering into Jerusalem. The passage is packed with meaning and activity. John starts the passage by pointing out how there was a certain buzz taking place because of Lazarus, who had been raised from the dead by Jesus. He was coming along with Jesus now. Because of all this, the chief priests wanted to kill Lazarus. They wanted to put down the evidence. They didn't want people to believe. Perhaps they were afraid that it would lead to a rebellion that would cause the Romans to crush the ruling authorities in Jerusalem with whom they were well situated. With excitement in the air, Jesus is now entering Jerusalem in the so-called triumphant entry. It's a bit of a complicated scene. It's in the context of the coming of the Feast of the Passover, which is one of the big three, along with Pentecost and the Feast of the Tabernacles. During Passover, Jews from around the world often visited Jerusalem. Some would say, this year here, wherever they were, next year in Jerusalem. It was a huge gathering with some scholars estimating that as many as two million people might have been in Jerusalem for the festivals taking place around that time. In this context, a rumor has spread that Jesus, who does these amazing signs and who's raised Lazarus from the dead, is headed to Jerusalem. And there are two different groups that seem to combine as a crowd that day. The first is a group that was accompanying Jesus from Bethany. And the other is a group that came out from Jerusalem following the buzz to see Jesus. It seems they come together in this big, surging mass that came to greet Jesus. I wonder if you had been there, what would have been your outlook? Where are you in this story? Let's consider some of those watching. There are those who are just sightseeing. They've heard the buzz. They just want to be in the know. 
Second, there is a group with people that are going out to meet Jesus as the, a conqueror. This may indeed be the majority. When they see Jesus, they cry out the famous words from Psalm 118, Hosanna, which means save now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They are greeting what is, in their view, the King of Israel. They know something special is going on. They have conceived of Jesus, however, as a military leader. Indeed, the song that is voiced is one that was characteristically used when a conqueror came to town. One example is when Simon Maccabeus had entered Jerusalem as he returned from conquering pagan invaders. The Maccabean revolt took place in about 164 BC. And when he had defeated the pagan invaders and cleansed the temple, he had a triumphant entry. N.T. Wright notes because of this and the Psalms that while it's the wrong time of the year, the symbols go with Hanukkah. In any event, part of the crowd clearly understands Jesus as the Messiah in a political power kind of way. Then there's Jesus, of course. Jesus, as he enters, is aware that with all the commotion, buzz, and energy, that he's not going to be heard speaking. That doesn't mean that he's not going to set out a powerful message. Those are the two groups that are coming out to see Jesus. We can imagine ourselves in that group. But then we begin to think about Jesus. Jesus, as he enters, is aware that with all the commotion, buzz, and energy that he's not going to be heard speaking. But that doesn't mean that he's not going to set out a powerful message. As he approaches, he's able to obtain a donkey's colt and he rides it in. This was a loaded action. On the one hand, it was a deliberate claim that he is the Messiah. And it draws upon the imagery from Zechariah that we read about in Zechariah 9.9. John quotes it, but actually John slightly misquoted it. What it actually says is this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This was not only a claim of being the Messiah, but a particular kind of Messiah, one who's not a warrior or a conqueror, but one who's committed to peace. At the time, kings who engaged in war would have rode a horse, but one riding a donkey is way different. It's humble, and it puts out a message of peace. This is the image Jesus presents. There's one more point to be made from this passage. One biblical commentator, William Barclay, notes how rarely in the world, in world history, has there been such a deliberate act of courage as Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. We must remember that Jesus was an outlaw and that the authorities were determined to kill him. Most would have stayed away, but not Jesus. It was an act of extreme courage, an act of great love, love for us. As we lean into Holy Week, And as we continue to ponder the theme of covenant, contemplate Jesus' faithfulness and love. We will see it at each step on the way to the cross and beyond. Almighty God, thank you for loving each of us and calling us on a journey. On this day, may we be mindful of the great love you have for us and your faithfulness in reaching out to us and modeling the way of love. By your grace, grow our love for you and our faithfulness to you. Help us to lean into your purposes and call. In Jesus' name, amen.
Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.